0: This is a Culture Inject production.
1: Welcome back, listeners, to Part of Us and Invoke Fancast. Um, just as a reminder before we dig in today's episode that you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Invoke Craze and on Twitter at Part of Us Fancast. You can stream Part of Us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, YouTube, and anywhere else that you might be streaming your podcast. If you have ideas, interview requests, comments, or questions, email them to us at Part part of us evf at gmail.com and if you like what you hear which i hope that you do please rate and review our podcast this week's episode we are talking world domination what happened but (laughs) but before we get into that we are going to go into some news and trending topics Mm -hmm.
0: All right. First of all, we have to kind of um, issue a correction. Maxine was never married. I know on the last episode we talked about uh, we thought that she had gotten married some at some point uh, during her hiatus or what have you. But Max and her people, they are listening and they have confirmed that Maxine was never married. So we do apologize about that also shout out to listener kurt dematis and everyone who shared our podcast around the net if you left us a rating on apple Podcasts or retweeted us we thank you so much for your support thank you all right let's see um cindy and terry were actually spotted in the studio recently you guys so what do you think they're recording or what do you hope they're recording at this point
2: I hope they're recording some new material. I hope that they. I, I think it was both of you a couple episodes ago when you said like we want them to just kind of release music here and there, and not like focus on like a whole album, but just like an EP, a single, just for fun. So I hope that they're in the studio, like just cooking up some some fun things, trying new sounds. You know, keep keep the keep keep the rhythm going. That's what I'm hoping
1: same i hope they're like doing a little a little tiny little ep a little something slight but i really feel like they're probably doing something for the tour (laughs) i feel like they're probably doing some kind of interesting like (laughs) transitional vocal thing yeah yeah which is also cute. And I think after the last episode when Matan was like, I, I had no idea how the mixtape tour sort of functioned. And so I, I actually might go, I don't know, like, well, COVID is a whole thing. But like, I don't know, the idea of them switching it up and doing not just a concentrated set, which could just look like what they already do. The idea that the, like the format of the mixtape tour is different, I think could be kind of cool. And maybe this is part of that.
0: Well, let me know if you decide to go because
1: <laughs> you know want to...
0: Tip to D.C. <laughs> I may... Because, you know, they're not coming to Virginia, so... Or they want to give us some VIP tickets, a press pass, because we... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> i mean, you. you know, we would we be happy you. to show up and and give our thoughts and give a wonderful review.
1: Just putting it out there, <laughs> a glowing review. <laughs> you know, maybe
0: a little interview. You know, before the show, you know, just putting it out there.
1: Yes, let's manifest.
2: We all. I do also want to shout out Matan. He's not here today. Yes, our co We miss you, Matan. Um, so we hope he's well. Happy New Year to our friend. Hope to be back the next episode. Um, that being said, even though it's January while we're recording this, it was the most wonderful time of the year. And an invoke Christmas did air on the OWN Network. And it is also streaming on BET+. Um, I don't know if, if for those of you who don't know, um, does have a lifetime Christmas movie starring Maxine, Terry, and Ro... Uh, starring Terry Cindy and Rona sorry that was my um my, my, my uh daydream happening <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so what is your favorite Evie Christmas memory oh for me I
0: have to say this I got I think I shared it already but I'll share it again um one Christmas I wanted the in vogue cassette because that's how long ago it was and my mom bought me the remix to sing um, cassette for Christmas but it had that and I was like what is this not what I wanted but it had <laughs> <laughs> it had the Silent Night uh, Christmas uh, song on it and to this day it's one of my favorite Christmas songs I listen to it every year I listen to it when it's not Christmas because Maxine killed that um, but that's my kind of favorite in vogue Christmas memory
1: where about you josh um i don't really have like an invoke christmas memory i just i just justice for the christmas album is all i'm gonna say because i know people don't like it but i like it and i am someone the the gift of the gift of christmas um the one that was what was it oh two i think it was i can't remember what year it was um
0: with Amanda, yes. yes, and that cover is okay. everything. Like it Amanda, so, this was, was a giving cover. sex appeal for Christmas. A good cover. Uh, a good cover. And that's why yes. I stand by. For me, Amanda just she just had that thing that fit into en Vogue. I won't go into it. It's a new chapter.
1: She be she was leaning <laughs> she and was posing.
0: Leaning. Yes. that split like that yes. hair. Like she. Shout out to Amanda Cole
1: i'm already somebody who loves christmas music in general so like the christmas season was just amazing for me like it's always amazing for me and i love that they did this album i understand why people don't like it but i love it and so it is regularly spun in this household um i mean snowy
0: nights it just we just came through a snowstorm um over (laughs) over here on, on the east coast so snowy nights wait first josh for those who don't follow Josh, you gotta follow him. He's always giving a playlist or some some oh, type of recommendation, always seasonal something, seasonal somethings, <laughs> and and you know we are both on the East Coast, and um, it snowed this fa- this past uh, Monday. With uh, we had a nice winter storm, and Josh provided a lovely seasonal playlist for your. It was you know, kind of sad. And,
1: it was but a little sad, but you gotta no. put
0: snowy nights. You have to put snowy nights I on there. I gotta it. put
1: snowy nights on there. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go add that.
0: And that I love that song. That is a nice song. But I will say that um around the time that Gifts of Christmas
2: did come out, they had a special that, that aired on TV and it came on around Thanksgiving. And I was watching it with my Auntie Shirley, who was kind of like the main truck of the family. Um, she lives in San Francisco. And so she had it on. And and it was like the first time that I kind of like gabbed with my Auntie. You know, usually it's kind of like, hi, Auntie, nice to see you. But we actually, she was like, them girls is bad. That girl can say, Look at that dress. And I was like, yes, Auntie, they are bomb. You know, it was the first time like I got to like gab with her over in Vogue. and so that was kind of really cool. But I remember that, I don't know if that if that special is still around on the internet or whatever Um, but I I do remember it vaguely yeah
1: we be thinking YouTube has everything but YouTube does not have everything there is so much that YouTube doesn't have
0: well, my favorite memory about the movie was Don Robinson saying she's going to call her attorneys
1: okay. <laughs> on TMZ, honey. On TMZ, she
2: oh said, "I mean, if she said if
0: it's not right, I'm calling my attorneys." That's all I have to say. So that's a favorite memory of mine as well because she was not having it. Okay.
1: So why why so angry about this?
3: Well, I'm not angry about not being in it. I didn't even know anything about it, and really, um, it's kind of embarrassing. I'm not I'm not upset about that part as much as. I'm just disappointed that my two former band members have associated the En Vogue name with a movie like this. And also, there's a false, misleading perception that has created a market to promote, advertise, and generate revenue. And I'm not getting a part of that revenue. If my name is associated with it, or not even my name, but the perception of En Vogue being back together, and I'm part of that being together and reuniting, Then, uh, yeah, we should all be Maxine as well, be included in that. If the girls got money to do this project...
1: You want a a piece of the pie. But here's the thing, though, and help me out
0: here. My understanding is I thought you gave up your rights to the group when you left in
3: 97. No, I gave the, the rights to the name. That's totally different than the image that I created. You know what I mean? We created a classy image. We created a... A beautiful, wholesome image, and now it's being kind of destroyed by that. So again, if they're going to use the, if they're going to use the perception to the fans, that's my biggest part too. Is that the fans are thinking all four of us have reunion I'll give you an analogy. You're a fan of En Vogue. You're walking down the street. You see a poster that says En Vogue reunites or En Vogue re- reunion, and uh, the four divas, funky divas, come together and put their differences aside. They come together amicably to make this work. You're thinking, what would your perception be of that as a fan of In Vogue? You're walking by, you see this person. I'd be like, let's don't... go see it. But but, do you think that all four members are included or?
1: Yeah, and I want to see them in those dresses from giving him something he can
3: feel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you think that Cindy, Maxine, Terry, there's only one In Vogue. That's Cindy, Maxine, Terry, and Dawn. So, so Dawn, we're, we're running out of time, but real quick. Yeah. Uh, when push comes to shove, if they end
0: up doing the movie and airing the movie, are you going to just sit back and grouse? or Are you going to sue them?
3: Well, I hope it doesn't come to that. I mean, you know, it's everybody's sue so happy these days. It's not that at all. It's like... Just consider the people that have built this legacy with the other two girls. They're well, not but, no, no, to. no,
0: but they have considered it, and clearly they've rejected it. So I guess the question is—oh no, is, they
3: didn't consider anything because they didn't reach out to me. I didn't hear anything about it until the fans came. That's a clue.
0: That's a clue. If they didn't reach out, that they're basically not going to include you. And you—I don't
3: want to be included in the movie. Include me in the money. That's all I care about. That's all I care about. That's all I care about. 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 <laughs>
0: but this was a fictional movie it turns out that the movie was not a real movie about In Vogue's real life it was just kind of like a fictional scenario about exactly. the thing. so no lawyers Which, were like, called
1: during the premiere I was confused by that because I was like you don't own the rights to anything In Vogue anyway so how do you have But <laughs> well, she just said they're
0: not going to tell her story okay Oh she, my, right, <laughs> right. And, I'm, and it's like, yeah, girl, we're not telling the story. We're telling she's telling, telling if, a made-up story. There's gonna be a um, what's it called? A, a biopic. Right. she needs to get a check and she needs to um, have I, listen, her voice not, heard.
1: Okay. I am not mad at that. If you, if there was a biopic and I wasn't involved, I would be mad too.
0: Because I think the previews I think the previews did it did make it seem like this was like the real story of why Invoke broke up a little bit because, you know, in the previews it was like, you know, the group I don't know, it, it, just, it kind of I guess I could kind of see how if you didn't watch the movie and you're thinking they're telling the story of in Vogue. I guess I can see how you would feel, you know, concerned. But I thought it was cute for what it was. Um, I did enjoy
2: watching the daughter of that club owner kind of like go around and try to convince all the ladies to come back for a reunion like ooh what happened like why did you guys break up like that was kind of cool to see
0: it was nice <laughs> to see Rona me. acting because I know her as an actress I remember her from Hogwarts yeah. and Out of the Space and Jamie Foxx show and so it was really nice to see her acting and, and Cindy too Because she started off in, you know, the movie Juice. And she's had a lot of other, you know, acting, you know, on stage and television experience. So it's nice to see the ladies use all of their gifts.
1: That being said, I think they, um, I think, I wish that they were a little less like ahead, like ahead of the curve. Because, like, I feel like Lifetime movies and Hallmark Hallmark movies are now, like, really trendy. Like, everybody's kind of in on the, like,
0: Kelly Rowland has released
1: three in
0: okay. the last two years <laughs> like
1: apparently apparently they are very lucrative right yes, and so it just makes three. me wish that they had done this a little later because i think they could have really banked and capitalized on that cuz i feel like when they when this yeah. when um and invoke christmas came out i feel like it was you know they were still seen as like low tier like whatever like that's when you go you go to lifetime holiday movies or christmas movies for like you know whatever but now you got like reba mcintyre and all these people doing christmas movies right
0: and and vh1 had a whole wasn't it like a week every every day they had a nick cannon and little kim and tiana taylor and all of these you know kind of trendy people are are doing the Christmas movie thing, and yeah, so they, as always, Vogue is ahead of the curve. But yep. shout out to them for, you know, having foresight because yes. that movie can still play every every Christmas.
1: Okay, right in the mix with the rest of them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, the question the question becomes: Is Generation Z ready to roll? In Vogue was name dropped on the prom episode of All American, a CW teen drama set in present-day Los Angeles. And TikTok ranked What a Man number five on its 2021 year-end list of top classic tracks in the United States. BTS, eat your heart out, (laughs) baby. Um, So that is something that I didn't know either. But I guess my two cents on the TikTok would be like, well, that's actually a, a salt pepper song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, does that really count? But, you know. So.
1: Well, you know, they were there.
0: I mean, honestly, I don't think What A Man would have popped this hard without info because that you know, What A Man it's came the out. the hook. Yeah, but also like that was a moment man. when that video dropped and In Vogue was in there looking how they was looking and I mean even Salt and Pepper admitted that when in Vogue came to do the video, like they upped the stakes because I think I heard Salt on one of them was talking about how, you know, when Invogue came on they had, you know, a certain budget for that makeup, that hair, that wardrobe, and how you know that salt and pepper, they were like, We were not used to that. You know, they had to have Kevin Laquan you know whoop up that makeup and all those people from back in the day so I mean you know you gotta give in their props for that uh contribution cause I don't think it would have been the same without them and Maxine giving her
1: growls (laughs) (laughs) that being said I just like really got into TikTok or I'm like in the process I was very delayed um TikTok and like the young folks have like the like attention span of like a gnat like and it's just like they are pumping through the nostalgia and so like i love that like what a man's getting some love but i'm actually really ready for like some of the more like like in vogue alone tracks to sort of have their tiktok dance moment or their nostalgic moment or whatever so i'm curious which one it'll be i have a feeling it'll probably be free your mind or something but like i the younger generation acts like they they (laughs) <laughs> it's like oh my god this is the best song ever it's like yes it was number one for like 5 million years like, Right.
0: That's. That, I was thinking of that too because also you know how like I know last week uh, with well the last podcast we were talking about like SWV and Escape and how they kind of have like a certain songs that just like really ring you know loudly in like the black community and I was thinking like what is that Invoke song and I was I, for me. I'm thinking, hold on to giving him something he can feel. One of those types of records is like it's going to be like that kind of defining moment because it's crazy to me that like a song like "Can We Talk" is so huge right now, over 20 years later by Tevin Campbell, and you know they had a "Can We Talk" challenge and like it's it's one of those songs that has just randomly all these right. years later has has taken on a new life I think it's <laughs> like
1: hold on to me like the beat drop is just so nasty like yeah, and the so whole cool. crowd just like I think even now like looking at shows like, the, like footage from shows like when the beat drops it's just like the crowd just like kind of gets into it and then also like they did a show recently in Houston and there was a clip on their Instagram of them doing Don't Let Go um and the crowd was insane It the crowd was like I'd never heard and I don't know what kind of event it was but the crowd was just like singing so loud you could barely hear them and I was like okay okay There's, people are putting respect where respect is needed um, so I don't know I'm curious like what time will tell for those things too. but do you
0: think like if like Don't Let Go is, is their biggest song to date but it's kind of like If it's not the same voice that you know on the song, (laughs) I mean, is it going to have... I mean, I'm just saying, is it going to give you the same feeling? I don't know. I mean,
2: but perhaps...
0: they should do what Matan Matan
2: suggested and like do like a live album where it's like you can release versions of these popular songs but with the lineup that is currently touring and they can kind of get accustomed to these voices because I think a live album would be great like listen to these songs like with a full band mixed and mash well that would be hot so um, and, and and a lot of their music, I feel like when it comes to hold on, giving him something he can feel. Um, my loving, uh, my loving, my loving, don't let go. All those songs, moments that are like you just have to, like, the, never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Everyone knows that. That's part. a tick
1: moment. I think that's yes, that's a good even, one.
2: even when they, uh, yeah, I feel like. Uh, there's like a TikTok uh, challenge going around with uh, with a Michael Jackson song where they're pranking their their uh, the girlfriends are pranking the boyfriends. I feel like somebody can create like a TikTok a TikTok challenge or like a TikTok video that uses that sound for for something. Somebody's got to do it. But you know, I feel like there are moments in their music that can kind of like become relevant in like
1: today's trend so we're we gonna start we're we gonna start a tiktok a part of us tiktok
2: <laughs> okay what we gonna do <laughs> woo, 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 woo. or even like uh do y'all remember that sister Sister episode where they were tia tamara and uh lisa they got makeovers yes uh-huh. <laughs> and tia T- T- got her hair perms. lisa got like an updo and they was like we look like in vogue and they started singing the song <laughs> that's one of my favorite parts oh. of that episode but i'm like yes y'all better be uh pop culture
1: yes well friends i think it's time for us to get into our discussion for this episode which um is a good one so in Vogue has had great success obviously but why hasn't their success reached the heights of groups like the Spice Girls, Destiny's Child, or TLC? They've had everything needed and more to reach such heights. They had the voices collectively and and individually, the looks, the songs, and each member is a lead singer. They were fashionable, They've had exciting uh, live performances and crossover appeal. So the big question is, why didn't En Vogue achieve the levels of success as many other groups have? Ten times platinum, movies, Grammys, all of the works. Why did they not get those things?
0: I think it's a lot. Like when you talk about Grammys and awards and stuff like that, you know, I think a lot of that stuff is very political. Um, I think In Vogue was on a label and they, their, their producers were, to my knowledge, weren't as, um, I'll say as maybe well known or as well respected as some others. Like, if you think about TLC, they had L.A. Reed and Babyface, who they're on, like, you know, the Grammy board. You know, they were connected with, you know, the Face Records was connected to Arista, which was Clive Davis, who was huge, and, you know, with the whole Grammy world and, all of those things so i think a lot of that stuff the kind of political things definitely play a part in as far as why they don't have the grammys cuz they've definitely been nominated but and they should have won but um i think that plays a lot into like the you know who you're voting for the grammys and all of that stuff but the rest of it is is that i think at their peak they broke up i mean don left the group with their after their biggest record you know, like, that that was a huge record. Don't Let Go was a huge moment from a big movie, and they were having inner tur- turmoil. So I think anytime the group dynamics are not right, it doesn't really allow you to move to that next level, even though, you know, they continued as, you know, the original three for a while. Um, it is still, you know, I think there was still a lot of turmoil, and um, I think they were just really prevented them from kind of getting to that next level because they were like right there with Don't Let Go.
2: I mentioned it before, like how a lot of girl groups, they never are able to get to the third album without some drama happening. But I do think that the breakup definitely, definitely is like one of the more major deciding factors of why they're, you know, because in this day and age, like recently, there are a lot of girl groups who go through breakups and they still manage to find success Destiny's Child Danity D. Kane, Fifth Harmony To Anyone like they like they they still managed to stay relevant but I think a lot of that has the to charts. do with scandal
0: though like you know when Destiny's Child broke up it was a scandal it was only two left and they were they oh, were yeah, holding auditions and then the the one another one left it was very scandalous oh yeah we live
2: we live in the age of like scandals and, and, and paparazzi and like like we live in the age so I feel like because in Vogue where
0: came around came out around the time where that was not popular or right. wasn't a thing yet. Or they were just scared to do it though. Because I mean people have always loved scandal.
2: <laughs> yeah, but no one knew no one knew how it was like, oh, how do we recover from right. this? You know, especially when the crossover happened, Dawn was like the face of the group. She, she was the lead singer of their most popular single. Then it's like, oh, where is Dawn? You know what I mean? She was kind of like the front runner at that time when Don't Let Go came out. So that was part of it. I also do feel like back in the day when it, when it comes to like black groups crossing over to the mainstream, specifically like black women, I felt like a, a lot of record companies felt like the way to cross over a black artist is to water them down. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, you do realize that the reason why they're popular is because of the soul, because of the voice, because of the harmonies. Like, that's what got them popular. So it's like, I feel like what's the point in like watering their sound down, watering what makes them pop down in order to to appeal to the mainstream when those people in mainstream are already engulfed in that. You know what I mean? And I feel like, when you listen to ev3 um i do love uh whatever i love Too Gone too long um let it flow was kind of a bop to me kind of like a personal bop to me or whatever but i do feel like it's a lot of songs on there that in my personal opinion i felt like it did it it, it they weren't needed and i feel like is this what you think in vogue needs to do to to cross over to mainstream like when you think about like How they, how they came out Mm -hmm. with, Mm -hmm. uh, with Hold On, like the harmonies, uh, um, you know, the opening where Terry is giving you a power, Mm -hmm. a power leap. I'm like, so you thought that this song? was, you know what I mean? And yeah. and that's what, and and I'm like, because those songs come right after each other. It's also, I'm like, to go from Don't Let Go to Right Direction. I'm like, that is a very interesting turn of events. You know what I mean? And like, and I am not saying that artists should not experiment with new sounds. They shouldn't try anything. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, I felt like there was, I felt like some stuff should have been like, I see where you're going with this, but let's let's put that to the side. You know what I mean? So I I do think that, and I and then it's like when you when you alienate your core fan base. But you got to
0: remember though. I mean, the biggest album had a random rock and roll song for your mind. So I mean, I I can. But that worked though. It worked. Yeah, but yeah, Right Direction was one of those songs for me where I thought it was random, but I wasn't mad. I wasn't as mad as that song. Right, I mean, and I feel like a lot of these, a lot of these
2: songs on EV3, they were similar to probably the sounds that were happening. No, they weren't. What? I, well, some of them, like when well, you think of like white, like artists like alternative, the there. rock I that was, was kind of ah! stop. <laughs> I'm trying to be gracious yeah, here, was there. but that I was mean, not the sound. May, maybe, maybe, and, and maybe that's maybe that is like. These or producers their attempt in trying to put do their take on a mainstream sound, but perhaps it's like well, perhaps you should stick to what you know. You know, I'm not. I am. I'm not trying to hate. No, I think. But, but you every valid I, every producer doesn't get it right all the time. Every you know what I mean. They don't get it right all the time. And I also, and I'm gonna shut up. I also feel like the 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 focus was always sing, perform. Appearances, uh, uh, sing, perform, appearances, and it's kind of like there was no broadening of like let's get them more endorsements, let's get them on, the, let's 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 uh, expand their repertoire. Like obviously today, artists do everything. They have clothing lines, they have makeup lines, they 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 have TV cameos, movie cameos. They produce. They it's like they do so much stuff. But, I, but at that time, well, it, it wasn't. I, but I feel like In Vogue...
0: In, go ahead. But at that time, though, In Vogue was doing a lot of things that other groups. They had to die, they, they had endorsements. They didn't have Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi because they had a Ray Charles commercial, which was very huge. You know, they. Mm-hmm. I do know they had that. I do know they, they sung theme songs for, like, Rock, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. So, I mean, I mean, they, they've done other things. But it was
2: it was all it was all in a lane of
0: sing, perform.
2: And sing, they were perform. all shows it was a, that
1: were black, black. audiences. Yeah. Black.
2: Black. And Living yeah. Color. And great and, and they and they did they did look in Vogue appeared on so many shows. <laughs> like it's a lot of them. And even like Wayans I Brothers. love the hanging with Mr. Cooper. I love the hanging with Mr. Cooper uh theme song. Um, I'm like, dang, y'all really appeared on so many shows, which I think and they is were great, guests. They were acting but I on like rock.
0: They were on like several exactly, episodes. Like they had a main story They line. were acting
2: on uh, on different yes. worlds, You know, I thought that I thought their cameo in Batman Forever was a little bit disrespectful. That why are they hookers? But whatever. <laughs> um, so, you know, they they could they could have been they could have been um, some waitresses in the scene with the Fox They could have did that. It have to be I in street. a lot of
0: ways, though, I feel uh, like In Vogue kind of set a blueprint because I mean, they really like that Funky Divas era going into "Don't Let Go." That they did things that other artists, honestly, at that time, were not doing. They they oh, were really doing Batman? yeah. Like they were they were making mm-hmm. appearances and doing things that were not normal. Like what they did was not a normal thing that a black artist or a black group was doing. TLC right. was not doing that at the time. You know what I'm no, saying? Like, nobody was doing that. So I think they were on the right page. I really think that, you know, that breakup, I think it really kind of threw a wrench in there. But what do you think, Josh? I, we haven't heard you give your kind of take on I that. I don't know, because, like, yeah. so,
1: even in the, like, setup of the context of this question, we're referencing like, artists or similar groups like Spice Girls, Destiny's Child, TLC, who all hit later. Like, so... TLC really popped in 95, 96, right? Like right. Destiny's Child was, you know, like... I, I think that there's something about, like, a group that came out in 90, 89, 90, 91, and a group that came out and pops, like, TLC, in, like, 95, 94, 95. Like, I feel like by TLC the time we... TLC came out in, like, 92,
0: well, yeah, line. but I
1: feel like they, but they were they were styled like children <laughs> to me, like they were styled like teenagers, right? Like they were like little, like they were like rebellious teens versus like in Vogue, who were like grown women. And so I feel like by the time they got to and their second album dropped in ninety two, TLC's second album dropped in ninety seven, ninety nine. No,
0: the second album came out. Crazy says oh, school was oh, in ninety four.
1: Right, fan mail was ninety nine. I just feel like there was a time and place thing where in ninety to ninety two, I don't know any girl groups that were dominating world music. Like I don't know any of them. Just, <laughs>
0: like just for reference, Ooh on the TLC Tip came out in ninety two. Crazy Sexy Cool came out in ninety four. Fan mail in ninety nine.
1: So I feel like we're looking at like a two year gap even between. TLC's start and En Vogue start. So, like, I just feel like people viewed En Vogue as more grown than the rest of these groups. And so, by the time we got to the mid to late 90s, I think some of these groups were still kind of considered in their prime or at the beginning of their careers, where people viewed En Vogue, who at that point had children in the mix and all these other kinds of things, as like, grown women which is why when we get to ev3 we get diane warren penn ballads and not (laughs) the like up-tempo club songs and that's why i'm just like but
0: that was a choice that to me that is like a conscious choice though
1: But I think that's because the music industry didn't necessarily know. I think the music industry is better now because women are having children younger (laughs) and people are having like families younger and all these other things. I feel like they know what to do more now with women, regardless of where they are in their careers or in their lives or what ages they are. I think then it was like, okay, at this point, like these women are now what, like, 30-something maybe like early like late 20s early 30s like that was considered i think even a little bit more advanced than some of these other groups
0: yeah i firmly believe like Janet jackson did not have a child until 50 because she knew that if She she knew she knew what would happen if she did did it before oh yeah i get that let's just ask this other question. So if before the release of EV3, Invoke have reached a level of, of success as some of the other girl groups, would the original four still be together or would their success have torn them apart? Or like would things have still gone the way they did without the group members leaving?
1: I think if they... I think they would have given EV3 or whatever version of that it would have been with different success. They would have given it a fuller run it would have been more fruitful and it would have set them up for individual success and then they still would have probably broken up but they would have we would have seen more women out of the group get solo success I think
2: exactly and it would have left the door open for them to come back and do cool things together you know, like they've done in the past with the original four, like when they did the BT uh, performance with Alicia Keys, or when they did the uh, Sylvia Rhone tribute. Like, I feel like we would have got more of that. Like, oh my God, in Vogue is, is reuniting for this, this, that. You know, this the way Beyonce does it. Like, like Beyonce, she like when she does big things, she always brings out Kelly and Michelle because she's like, I got to give props to my girl. <laughs> okay, occasionally. occasionally, when, when she's occasionally, in a, a giving mood. What is, <laughs> See, don't, don't 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 shade the DC three, but no, but she but she does it at
1: at the right time, and it's always a moment. Even if we know that she's doing them a favor, it's always a moment. It's always a moment. Yes, the Super Bowl Kelly, and Kelly showed up
0: at that Super Bowl, ready to give the people something they can feel. Okay, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know to be bank. honest. That bang. She had a good bang <laughs> wig in. Like, she was ready. She the popped that hip to the side. The, the bang. <laughs> but um, to me, honestly... So... When I think about EV3, even with the original four to, together, I don't think anything was really going to help that album. Like, I honestly feel like if that were, if that was going to be the album that they released the only thing that would have made it better would have been um different single selections and so i remember on the invoke craze website um the one of the the writer of don't let go um ivan mateus yeah i mean he said that originally after don't let go damn i want to be your lover was set to be the official lead singer don, uh, the lead single don was the lead and that was supposed to be and he said that he kind of believed that would change the vibe or it could have been something different I don't know if it would have changed the whole vibe or I don't know if that would have been um, if that would have created a big change in the album as a whole Um, possibly because I think Damn I Want to Be a Lover is one of the better songs on that album but when I look at what was happening in music at that time and when I listen to those songs itself Despite who was singing singing lead, I just don't really see any of those songs being um, game changing. Like, honestly, like, I don't think any of those songs. I think
1: Whatever was the appropriate first single. Like,
0: I think so too. But even then, like, as much as I love Whatever, it's one of my more favorite songs from them. When I think about other songs that were released in 1993, to me, it doesn't quite give me you know, number one smash single.
2: But it go it goes back to what was said, mentioned like on a, a previous episode, where it's like, after whatever, they should have came out with another song that was more crossover that could have, because it kind of, when we, I think Jonathan, you mentioned Janet Jackson, like how she came out with Got Till It's Gone, you know, and it wasn't like well received because she she was doing like a more more soulful black sound. But then she came out with Together Again that kind of went on the pop charts and kind of kind of saved the album's uh turnaround. You know, so I feel like, it, you know, if they did that, but, you know, uh, that, that Too Gone Too Long is a great ballad. It's a Diane Warren ballad. I feel like Too Gone Too Long should have been on like someone's uh, movie soundtrack. Versus well, it being, right, because, like, 97 know, like, a, a
1: like ninety seven was, like, the year of, like, Titanic and the big ballad. Like, it was, like, you know, 97, 98 was, like, my all, and my heart will go on, and all, Celine Dion's crazy reign of ballad after ballad after ballad. So it made sense that they tried to, like, put right. them in that, but it doesn't make sense that they didn't concentrate on that, because whatever is not that. <laughs> right like whatever is very much it, an attempt yeah. to be on urban RB radio and then like right. then they follow up. It, it the audience was unclear the audience was just unclear to me very much so
2: <laughs> to be clear i do think i do think that they i think that i agree that they would evie evie four as it was Originally called, it would have had better legs to stand on if they stayed together. But I do think, I do think after that run, that Dawn was so adamant about her solo project that I do think that. They would have broken up eventually. You just would have been more, more, more amicable, you know. Because I feel like once that third album hits and you have a success, like now, now the world is your oyster. Like you can do a lot more. I feel like Maxine could have, uh, could have uh, pierced the hair industry in some kind of way. You know, I feel like uh, Cindy could have. Um, Going back to her theater roots and done some Broadway stuff, you know. Um, I think I think a lot of them could have had more opportunity if that still happened. But obviously, it's like when you do a breakup and it's really dramatic. You know, you, the brand is tainted and people don't. And, but touch also, it.
0: though, I've always I, I have to say this: I would be what is it? I would be remiss if I didn't say this. But <laughs> <laughs> I have always felt like Terry Ellis releasing that that record, they did absolutely nothing. In 1995, I also feel like that kind of tarnished the brand a bit, in my opinion. I mean, I bought it like I literally went to the store at the time and bought the CD when it came out, and I remember listening to that album and I was thinking like, "Why is it this way? What am I listening to?" She had she had two singles, right? Yeah, she. Wherever you are, and what did I do to you? And I like both okay. of those songs, but it just felt really random.
1: Right. Coming off the run
0: of Funky Divas. And
1: what's interesting, right, is that I feel like Southern Gal really transitioned them into that adult contemporary kind of yes! thing. Yes! So, like, yes. if you remember, if y'all, I'm a Vanessa Williams fan. So, like, Vanessa Williams, like, actually, that's an interesting thing in my brain now. Also, I've been having two glasses of wine now. So, apologies to the listeners. Um, but... um like, Vanessa Williams dropped her album Next in 1997, I believe, as well. Happiness, yes. And it was, was again, like, super adult contemporary because I feel Mm -hmm. like people said these women of this age or whatever...
0: (laughs) And they weren't even that old. They weren't even (laughs) that old! (laughs) Hello! Like,
2: you need to go to adult
1: contemporary, and a lot of that was preceded by, like, for in Vogue, it was preceded by um, uh, I I mean, Terry's album was super, like, adult-sounding. Just like Vanessa giving us Colors of the Wind and Save the Best for Last before Next was very adult contemporary. So, like, I feel like they said, well, you had your hit or you had your moment, but now we got to shift y'all over here because, you know...
0: But but I think that was the attempt to make that main sh- colors of the wind was a huge mainstream mm-hmm. song. When you go see Vanessa Williams, I saw her a few years ago. You want to hear colors of the wind, right. and I, I and, and I never really thought about this until Champ said it. I really do think that that was really their attempt at what if you can sing well, if you have a, like if you have an adult image and you can sing well, you need to kind of be in this Celine yep. Dion yep. who was huge at the time. Yep. My heart would go on, broke records and You know, that, I think that was the idea. Like, if you are a vocalist and you have a mature image, despite what age you actually are, um, I think we have to move you to this pop adult contemporary sound. And I never thought about that until now. And just for context, I do want to say at that same time, Escape released their lead single, The Arms of the One Who Loves You which was like 98 and that ended up going top 10 on the hot 100. It peaked at number seven. Um, so that I, th- I just find that very interesting. It was a Diane Warren ballad because Diane Warren was still that, you know, huge at the time. So in, co- in like retrospect, I see why they released two gone too long because they thought, you know, it was probably a short sure thing, but such different
1: know? voices though. Right. Like, I feel like, um, even though escapes, single was a Diane Warren track I just feel like they give very different vocal approaches to a Diane Warren song like escape is gonna run all up and down the scale sideways round round and round like it is what Invo gives classic clean like you know pop sensibility to yes. the song and I feel like you that's know, the difference right is
2: you know what I just thought you know what the perfect song would be for like a like a, a vocal challenge adjacent to the can we Top challenge the bridge from
1: two Going Too Long." Too long. Uh, it's a great bridge. It's a great bridge. It, the bridge
2: from two That if you had like all these like female singers, even some male singers who did that
0: bridge, baby, it Wait, would be great. Start? When is the bridge? I know, uh, I know. Max starts Max it. And starts Terry finishes it. It. Yeah, Max starts it. I can't um, remember the lyrics offhand oh do
2: you really, really think, think, I'd think I'd take you, I you back take you back let you back in my life oh baby just like that so my that I was when, loving me yeah and then um, <laughs> when Terry holds that note to win my heart again
1: with the glass shattering like, yeah <laughs> 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 she broke. She broke the, wind, they, the
0: ceiling. She, they, they, they look. They look good in that they in that video. Because
2: I think around that time, good. around that time, um, what like Brandy and Monica like. Aaliyah, they were very popular, and that that kind of like style was in. So even seeing like Terry with the brute with the brown hair and the blonde highlights, you know, her little mini skirt, uh, Maxine with her yes, braids, you know what I mean? On the side. Yeah, like it was. They they look really good <laughs> in that video. But yeah, I, that would be a good vocal vocal challenge for Instagram but the TikTok problem is people do. don't
0: remember that song
2: people don't people don't know that song <laughs> you know but but if you but regardless of like who invokes like is if you just listen to that song Too Gone Too Long is like a is like an excellent ballad it's like the vocal the vocals on that
0: song are like
1: really great they are singing even when they perform it nothing wrong with that song
0: Right. No, I love that. Let me, I have to tell you this story because my cousin was seven years older than me. So, I mean, like I was in middle school when EV3 came out and I'm playing the album, I'm loving it. And my cousin, like he was a little bit older. He was very much into like hip hop, Mary J. Blige, Little Kim, Biggie, you know, that was very much that era, even though he was older than me. And I was playing, he was, you know, he heard me playing the songs in my room and he was like, what is that? I was like, this is in vogue. This is too gone too long. What do you mean? And he was like, that ain't gonna hit. I was like, what? Like, what you, I was like, "No, you? Cousin, I was like, are you crazy? Do you hear this song? Like, this is a Diane Warren ballad. He was like, that ain't gonna hit. That's not where music is right now. Like that. And I was like, you are crazy. And then, so I'm playing wow. EV3 i was i was playing ev3 and i went to like okay you like more hip-hop so i play you're all i need that you know cindy Lee and i think that's a really cute song too he was like yeah that's not it either. i was like what do uh, you i was like what do you mean i was like you crazy you just wait until they release the videos it's gonna pop i,
1: I hope we do a whole i hope we do an episode on ev3 because like i really want to talk about ev3 at length
0: I just I just think, you know, that that came back to my memory because he was very much into like where R and B urban music was at that time. And I didn't see it because I loved in Vogue and I loved what you know, whatever they did, I was gonna find a way to consume it. And I just I think that just has a lot to it comes back to the fact of black music at that time was not it just wasn't the sound. But I do think they were aiming for a different approach you know they were aiming for like that more crossover appeal and i don't think they put the money behind them to really make that happen
2: do you think that it's possible for the current lineup to achieve the level of success that the original four had no why or why not
1: ageism they're past their prime people like i don't know any group i I mean so there was one moment right like Share when she had believe was a moment when an older woman over the age of fifty got a number one and 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 had a re a repeak or whatever, but like have we ever seen that since then? No, like unfortunately. Well, who? Ma- mm-hmm.
0: Mariah Carey had a so nice comeback with the Emancipation of Mimi, but
1: Mariah was still like I think. She- under, she was not 50 but she yet she had. She's not. Her she sound, e-
2: her sound evolved. Emancipation maybe is a good R <laughs> and B album, and she really had been putting R&B out
1: album. albums that were still, even if they were not necessarily. Um, yeah. met with the sort of success they were still quality high quality produced on major label albums right so we're talking about right Correct. now a group that is not on a major label has been out of major label territory for a long time achieving the success of you know an original four lineup ages yeah. ago which and is she, just and she understood like,
2: no. the art of the collaboration uh, Mariah Carey was never afraid to to collaborate with a rapper she always collaborated like with somebody in hip hop, you know, cause she was like, I have my fans, but I also want to connect to y'all fans too, because that's kinda gonna keep me relevant. I don't really know if in vogue in vogue didn't really collaborate a lot with a lot of other artists. Maybe it's because of the 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 image they were going for. And and I do feel like in vogue they part of their I feel like they're very loyal to the original image of Invo you know what I mean? This like, you know, Porter sisters, old school harmony, like this whole like little brand. And I feel like, you know, perhaps part of the reason why, you know, they weren't able to achieve that success is because they didn't look really, they didn't collaborate a lot. Maybe they didn't think that collaborating with Diddy or Snoop Dogg or Biggie or whoever was good for the brand. But I mean, but it worked for a lot of people. It's so funny. It worked for Janet. You know, it worked for me. It's so funny because like,
1: I completely agree with you and I, but I also remember, Remember that we have also <laughs> on this podcast like kind of shaded them for abandoning the old school harmony and trying to do the more contemporary thing because that's how Electric Cafe is most of it is without all of those things but right. like again that's a that's a product, a production thing I feel like but you know like that it's a little too late to try and experiment it's a, it's a, with it's that a,
2: it's, it's the art of the balance it's the art of the balance you know um, I mean because they did they did collaborate with Snoop Dogg on um I'm good. Well, what on weather? Was, was it I'm good?
1: Yeah. Right?
2: You know, I, and so, but I, I don't think have that, that was... No, it's have a seat. Have
1: a, it was have, have a seat. seat.
2: It was have a seat.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Y'all are confusing know, me. <laughs>
2: oh, my God. I think it was have a seat. But, you know, I mean, so I definitely don't think that they would be... In, the current lineup will be able to achieve the success as the original for I don't think that... I don't think that is should even be the goal. I think that the goal should be like how... What who is in vogue in today's landscape? It's have a seat. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it's have a seat. Okay. Um. I so I, I don't. I think that it's like who is in vogue in today's landscape? You know. Um. And and I think that for Cindy and Terry, there are just things that they're not willing to do. You know, they don't want to do reality TV. I mean, I feel like
0: crazy. I, I feel well, like
2: that. I feel like that is a lot of people's gateway right, to, a res- to, mainstream. to a to mainstream. To, to mainstream, but they don't want to do it, and I understand. You know,
1: I think like, and this is not to be shady because most most of us don't, most of us shouldn't be on reality TV because most of us lead lives that are not reality TV ready. And I think that Terry and Cindy are just leading relatively normal lives outside of it you know, what they get to do for their day job. Terry over there scrapbooking and crafting and, you know, Cindy over there with her her kids and her husband, like... It's all you're, good. You're not
2: gonna you're not gonna see Cindy and Terry. You know, on Atlanta Housewives. They're not gonna be arguing with King, and they're not gonna no. go back to you. It's it's gonna it's gonna be very much a Kim Field moment, where it's kind of like she's not dramatic. Get her off the show. But baby, them I SWV feel,
1: I, girls, they were ready for TV, honey. They were ready.
2: <laughs> I mean, even Ken, One even the best time. shows
1: ever. SWV yeah, even the,
2: reunited. Um, <laughs> even the escape. <laughs> even the escape girls. Like they they gave you good TV. You know, but that's like the that, thing they
0: though. Were ready. They escape and SWV gave you. They really addressed the problems and what what their real issues were in their group. And I've heard Don say they've had so many opportunities to come together as the original four and do a reality show. But according to, to Don, Cindy and Terry don't want to do it because they don't really want people to know what the real situation is.
2: Her and and but that's her take, you know. Yeah, that's um, her take. I'm they, just saying, that's and, the and and I don't that, know, that I'm that not possibly, it, but I'm just saying, I, I'm not saying Don is lying. I mean, that possibly could be the reason, you know. And it also could be like it reality TV is very much they want you not, to put your not, mess, it's not, up it's front. not, it's not, it's not real. I well, mean, I, reality TV well, is reality, think, uh, Hold on, reality TV is not. Real. It's very much they they create they create these situations and they put you in so your reaction might be authentic, but the situation is coerced and it is created. You know what I mean? And and producers and showrunners, they they like, well, we want to we want you to do this, you know. So it'll very much be like, oh, we're gonna do a reality show with Rona, Cindy, and Terry, but then they're not gonna tell them that, oh, well, Donna's showing up. And it's kind of like hey dog you know it, it's very much that you know so I, I feel like Cindy and Terry and I they, when they were on Wendy Williams they had said it's like it's not that we don't want to redo reality TV shows like we want to do it the right way so I feel like the opportunities that they have been presented it just not, hasn't been the right fit because they because they see themselves in a certain way and it's kind of like, well we don't want you but to but the fact remains story, is that
1: nobody wants you know? to see the reality show that they imagine themselves to be in because that is not what is bankable right now people unfortunately want the andy cohen treatment of women fighting with each other on tv for an hour every week and that's not what they're willing to give which i respect but like now maybe if it was the original four trying to work it out then absolutely it would be well
2: so what about um what about like them being judges on like these like competition shows. I could see, like, Terry or, 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 uh, city like, uh... I don't
1: think that works. Doing, like, a... I don't think that works simply because they were never allowed to extend as individuals enough to establish themselves as, like, personalities. Like, and so people look for judges with, like, personality-driven stuff, and we never got to see any of them solo doing their own thing, on a mainstream stage, to really be able to say like, now I remember they did that acapella show and they let like Sean from Boys to Men be a judge and like, you know that was yeah, that would have been an it interesting just depends one. On the vibe of the show. Right?
0: Yeah, I think it just depends on the show. I mean, but um, to your point though, Champ, I get what you're saying, but to me when what I look at when I look at reality TV, especially like a Bravo program, for example, to me it's like. Let's say if if like the three of us you know we're hanging out and we're you know they're gonna film us if we had beef yesterday, we may not wanna address it on camera, but a producer's job is to be like, well, yesterday, the three of y'all were just arguing, so now we're on camera, right. we need to talk about that, and so to me right. I don't to me it just kind of feels like um. They make you talk about things that otherwise you would not address, which to me isn't fake. It's just they're just kind of saying, listen, this is what it is. Right. Let's talk about it. And otherwise, right. you would probably be like, well, no, I don't want to talk about it in front of the camera, but this is right. the show. So you may be uncomfortable, but let's talk about it. I do think that they
2: made an attempt to kind of like um kind of like show a difference out of themselves when they, when they did that podcast. I don't know if it's still happening, Um but I mean, I mean, I feel like Perhaps, well, one, when they connected with Michael Mann, you know, um, rest in peace, um, I do feel like he really evolved their fashion look in the Rocket video. It was very much like, dang, in Vogue looks great. So I feel like perhaps, you know, they need a, a new team. A social media manager, possibly, you know, another stylist that will be like, hey, there's this whole new social media landscape that you guys are taking advantage of. And and yes, I know you guys are content with touring and you're content, you know, with doing what you guys are doing. uh, But it's like but there's a whole new uh, uh, world of the industry that you can take advantage of especially now because nostalgia is huge and a lot of these people of a certain age are finding a lot of success like imagine like you know when rihanna discovered that 60 year old uh a model that she put in her savage fenty fenty campaign like imagine you know in vogue being a part of a fenty campaign or like being a part of like you know some like um a uh, black owned hair. Caroline being the face of that, you know, how Vivica Fox is the face of these wigs in LA. Like there are a lot of things that can be done, but I feel like maybe they're, maybe they're not, they don't know how to pierce that market. So I feel like maybe it's like find a new team, find a, find a social media man to say, Hey, we're going to make you a TikTok. You got to post Three to four times a week, you know, we're gonna, the same way I, I always mention Don Richard, you know, like how she, uh, you know, she very much uses that, that micro budget and she, she gives you a look some kind of way. So like maybe it's that. Cause if, if in Vogue was known for the fashion then I need Terry, Cindy, and Rona to give me some fashion on their Instagram. Like, I should be seeing beauty shots. I should be seeing headshots and makeup. Like, I should be seeing... You're like, why not? You know, I feel like that's a market they haven't tapped into. Um, And that's all I'm gonna say, because I know that we're getting getting, uh, to the wire.
0: Why do y'all think that none of Invoke's members have had a successful solo career? Or one at all?
1: I think it was premature. I think, like, solo, like... I think any attempted solos sort of careers were premature. They didn't let In Vogue marinate long enough to, to really be able to capitalize on it. So, like, I think it was all kind of like it just fizzed. So I think if they had I really, really honestly believe that if they had stuck through one more album cycle together, they could have really been set up. And and known that they were going to go through the album cycle with the idea of let's set these ladies up for individual success so that they can still come back and enjoy group success at some point as a legacy act or something. like It would have been a better transition. They would have been a better transition. We would be talking about all of them having albums or all of them having done something.
0: I think it's so dope. like If you really look at the history of New Edition and you really look at you know, the moments that they came back together and, you know, Bobby went solo first and then Ralph and uh, BBD, Johnny. And there was like an MTV Video um, Music Awards where they came back together and they all did their solo stuff and then came together and did something as a group. And that was back in the like early 90s. Um, So to, to me, it's crazy because to me, the blueprint was there. It was, you know, like the found you know, they gave you a roadmap of what to do. Mm-hmm.
1: That's real. <laughs> because I, never I think thought that about was that, like but in that's, that's that
0: was like in ninety that was gosh, ninety three, ninety four. I mean Vogue broke up in what, ninety six, ninety seven. So like you saw like it was possible to go to have a group, to bring in new members, to break apart, to still come back together and be amicable and be that, but for whatever reason, I I mean didn't happen. I
2: also and I also will throw this out there um, I will say that perhaps it's perhaps it's time to give the Invoke brand a break and and for the ladies to figure out well who, who am I outside of this group you know because it's like they all had aspirations and dreams and like they ha- had different talents and skills before the group you know what I mean so it's like well what can you do I, like look at what Maxine is doing with her new business that she started you know like you know we know that Cindy, ha- Cindy has uh, a theater background it's like well what happens if you kind of like you know took a break from Invogue and like you actually you know uh, made some calls it was like you started getting back into theater again or you know like Rona like you are you started off as an actress like what if you you know got on one of these streaming shows again you know but it, and, and then it's like we the same way Nessie's Child did it's like they, they didn't break up but they Parted ways. It's like, well, I need to find myself outside of this equation, and then you come back bigger and better than ever. You know, you you fail on your own. You try new things. So I feel like maybe it's like, hey, we have toured plenty of times. We've we've done the same set list. Like, let's figure. Let let's you know do some some more things. Maybe don't. Maybe maybe they don't want to. But I feel like maybe I they should. Th- I think
1: the only thing about that is that it doesn't pay the bills, right? Like the op- like Destiny's Child, for instance. Like the opportunities were there for the ladies. To do that, right? Like Kelly, go do your album. Kelly, go do your movie. Michelle, the,
2: the options are there. I I disagree. I think that they're there. I think that I think that if in invo- I think here. Look, if if Terry Ellis made a call to Tyler Perry, he would put her in a movie. You know, he would. If 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 they auditioned for something, I feel like there is somebody. Uh, a shock caller who was an evoke fan who would say, What Cindy Heron wants to audition for this role? Of course, right? I come don't on, know, come because I was just like, like, Cindy, was just like, she, like Cindy booked
1: something recently, but it was like Bounce TV. Like, Bounce is like, you know, like, who don't that. With I that? love, Lisa, that? I love Bounce, but like, you Johnson on Bounce that? TV is really cute. But I'm all I'm saying is, is like that the, the opportunities while there are not. I think, as abundant.
0: (laughs) But I think the thing of it is, though, it's a grind. If you really want to do something else, you have to sacrifice. Maybe for this year, I'm not going to tour. I'm going to pursue those other opportunities. Like, I get what you're saying, Champ, because um, I think, I think, All of the ladies are very dependent on, you know, what they can do as a member of or a former member of Invoke. But sometimes you got to you got to step out and be like, you know, I am my own entity because I don't mean no harm. But at this as much as Cindy, Terry and Rona have been touring, if you haven't stacked your cash up. To save so that you can take some time to go do other things and that to me you need a financial literacy course but, and you're and, you're, and, and you know and, 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 but you're you need, you're an
2: artist you're an yeah. artist like what. Wow. So, Like, why not? You know, it's, I just feel like there are opportunities that, that, that are out there for them. Even if, because there are people who started off on Bounce TV and now they're in critically acclaimed shows, you know? Um, so, you know, Ty, Ty Leffler, he started off, you know, in a Tyler Bray show, you know, then he moved on to, to Stars with, you know, The Pank and oh, now, yeah, he's in, Valley. Uh, now he's in yeah. now now he's on Amazon Prime you know with the right. show Harold G- you know i
0: feel like you there it's a stepping stone i feel like but it's like but they're comfortable whoop. i mean there's a certain level of com- uh, you're comfortable you've been performing the same show songs for 30 years so there's a certain level of i know this can pay the bills so like i mean i get that side of it um because i remember like as a Janet Jackson fan there's a part of me that feels like as fierce as you were during her, you know the peak she turned down a lot of movies she turned down a lot of opportunities so that she could go on tour. Like she turned down X-Men so that she can go tour. She she's turned down big roles and big opportunities to fulfill her obligations as a recording artist and as a touring artist. And, you know, I'm like, girl, if you had broadened that, you know, if you had maybe said, I'm going to wait six months and tour after I finish this movie, you know, maybe there could have been other opportunities after, You know, the Super Bowl after, you know, you're no longer a valuable commercial artist. You know, there could have been more opportunities to seize out there. Um, So, I mean, I think especially with Cindy and Rona being actresses before In Vogue. Exactly.
2: um, And one thing I I know we got to get to the submit letters. I will say it's like Rona. I am a huge fan of her, but unfortunately she remains the butt of the joke. And there are people who refuse to legitimize her membership in this group. So I feel like, well, since instead of and you, you still can create your own lane outside of the group as well. And I feel like as you do that, perhaps the respect as a member of Involved will 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 come. Right. From people, you know, so I, right. I feel like you to. if you got she, your own she, name outside
0: of In Vogue yeah, then she had a like, career yeah. before
2: Invogue. Vogue that's the reason why they, they gave her the freaking opportunity because she had a, a good resume you know, so it's like, well sis you and know, I, go, I would be willing to, get to get bet
0: that I would be willing to bet that she's probably turned down some opportunities to fulfill her, you know obligations I w- with I would, Vogue. Bet too. I would, I would, I would be willing too. to venture because, I mean I don't live in LA, but I've 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 listened to enough interviews from actors that live in LA, who work in LA, who audition on a daily basis. Like, there's always an audition to go to. And oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, I
1: just think that they've all they've all gotten used to a comfort of a gr- of a of a grind that is rewarding and that is automatically available to them. So, like Rona, like rona's able to you you see what she does on the side with all of her like life coaching and all that, like all like she's able to finance all of that likely from being able to just tour consistently with invoke so like it's it's just at at a point i i under i also understand the angle of like this is comfortable and we get to do our thing and we get to pay our bills and we get to stay steady and and still go on the mixtape tour with New Kids on the Block and do these whatever. Like, I I get that, but I also understand what y'all are saying about how it's important for like, if from a brand perspective, it would be really interesting for them to creatively just go and like do a d- take a moment, take a hiatus, and then come back after having done additional sort of experiences.
2: And ladies, if you, if you just happen to be listening, I promise you, I'm not, I'm not trying to be shady or come for you. I literally am just posing questions because as a fan, I'm, I, I want you guys to win. And so yeah, we all do. So it's like, I don't want anybody to be offended by what we're saying. You know, we're not, we're not trying to be shady. We we're need just a disclaimer.
0: Trying, we need a disclaimer. You know? Like, we yes. all love all the ladies of In Vogue. Please do not take it personal. Yeah. We're just, we're just brainstorming yeah. and just ever, having ever conversations. Have-
2: and perhaps you can come on the show to to clarify, you know, your stance on on where you are in life, you know, because your fans want to know. We want to know. Well, why are you in reality? Like, why aren't you? Why aren't you doing here? The like, stuff why aren't you? And, Wendy and, Williams and such are not
1: going to ask. Because, Like, that's the thing. I I think that. Oh, right. yeah.
2: oh yeah. We're we going we're not gonna, like we're. I feel like as a fan, I'm very curious. It's like you know. So how so where are you? Like, what have you, like, maybe you can give some insight and say, oh, I auditioned for this and it was this. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's great. You know, I would like to, it would be great to interview them to, to give insight on like, what the process now. is for them. You know, and let me exactly. let me say this
0: though. I, I will never forget being a, a a young kid and watching Malcolm and Eddie and seeing Cindy have a recurring role as Malcolm Jamal Warner's love interest. Like Period. I was just like, Oh my god, that's Cindy. Like I remember being so excited and like just like proud and like, oh I love her. So I don't know. We we just want to see y'all all shine in all of your areas of expertise.
1: That's real so of the six and that's inclusive of Amanda shout out to Amanda um, who do you I just watched
2: her do a cover of Whitney Houston on YouTube by the way she's amazing
1: yeah, she's stellar
2: she's, she, can, she can sing
1: um, who of those six um, who had the most potential do you think to have a successful solo career
2: Don and Cindy to me but, but, but if I'm scaling it more, more Don <laughs> for sure and she said she's had the most opportunities out of all the women, like as far as the nation goes. Like she had the most opportunities. The
1: interest was there for
0: sure.
2: It just didn't, from,
1: you know, matriculate.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, from, the way from
2: one in Vogue would hope to invoke Dr. Dre, then to Lucy Pearl, then to RB Diva. You know, it's like people, people want to see Dawn. And to be you honest, know, I do. think
1: that there was, and I want to say Rona, like maybe not solo career post in Vogue, but like solo, like Rona had, like she was like linked up with Dark Child. Like, the first lady of Dark Child. She was Child. the first Record, lady of so Dark believe. Child. Right. Like she had thriving acting career. Like I think Rona was also really primed for some solo success, which I mean, is not fair to say because it was before she even joined in Vogue. Yeah. But like,
0: also, like, I want, I really, I don't know if, I mean, I've been following Rona for years now, but I've tried, I've sent her certain questions and she's never really given to my understanding, like, what happened with Dark Child and that opportunity. Like, Dark Child was huge at the time. He was one of the biggest music producers in the industry and she was the first lady of his record label. I want to know what happened. Why was it only released internationally? Like, what was the what was the thing? Because I'm wondering, was it like a colorism issue? Was it like did she feel like they they weren't supportive because or because I mean, Dark Child had his own thing, but he had to get distribution from a major label, right? Mm-hmm. And so did the did whatever was the distribution label side, label, right? Right on that side, did they think that Rona was not going to be mainstream enough, so they didn't want to you know release it in the U.S. Like I want to know that story.
2: I'm also curious to see like if there if she. You know written for people with mm. songs that I probably never saw a lot of day like did she collaborate with people like I actually I, I'm actually interested to see to hear her unsung story of like being yes. the first lady of dark child like I cause I, I feel yes. like I feel like Ronna has some stories to tell oh I'm sorry this sound like the same question, <laughs> 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 it like the same question. um who would you position that was from um I don't know honestly cuz it's like I I don't know who the women are individually. I don't know. So it's like I I have nothing to 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 intrigue me.
1: I don't really know either. I think um I was intrigued by Ter- Terry dropped a solo little song like a couple of like, uh your yeah, angry black woman I think is what it was called oh. or something like that. Um and I was I, I I didn't. It's not in heavy rotation by any means, but I was intrigued. I think like the voice is still intriguing to me. Um, so like I think Terry, like I don't know when it when it's about some when it's about something to say or perspective. I don't know, but but when it's about like the voice, I want to hear singing solo. There are certain voices that I think I could still. Um, also, like. I mean, we said of the six, so I want to just we gotta slide Amanda up in there because I feel like Amanda is like a singer singer, so I could listen to her sing anything. <laughs> um, Amanda can sing sing like um, I honestly, I would I wouldn't I would
2: love to see a redo of Terry as a solo artist just because Terry. Has like this, like southern sass, this southern spice that she kind of like channels when she performs. Um, but I that I feel like has a place in today's industry, you know. People like that, that dark mocha skin, you know, black woman who's unapologetic and who's like, you know, has like a little. Like I, I got I got this ass like if you if you watch like the free of Mind video, like a lot of like the nuances and like manners that Terry gives in that video, even in the riddle video, like when she does her whole solo performance, like her her uh performance, like her dancing, I'm like, baby, give give me this, give me more of this. So I, I feel like I would be interested to see um how how she would perform as a solo artist. Now I would be intre- I would be interested. I definitely would
0: be interested. I would want to hear Maxine or Don, but I want to hear something specific. I want to hear them do house music. I want to hear them yeah. do the um, um, <laughs> um, Oh um. my like, god! That's, yes, that's what I want to hear. And I have told Matt, Maxine has seen my request. She has liked it, and she has seen like I want house music from Maxine and or Don. That's that's kind of where that it would lies have a great
2: shelf life. That would have yes, a great like shelf I, life. And,
0: and th- here's my logic. Oh my like, at the yes. end of the day, like I've seen Don like at like a gay party event. Like, I I feel like, listen, you're never gonna be a mainstream, you're never gonna be on the top 40 again. Why don't you just do something that can be entertaining for your audience at this point and that can make sure that you are touring by yourself. And You know what I'm saying? Because look at Deborah. Don Cox. Rod-
2: Debra, Debra Robinson, d- she should collaborate with Todrick Hall.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I mean, like, I listen, just there's there there is no reason that um, Deborah Cox should be doing all the gay pride events.
1: <laughs> there is no more forgiving genre than dance, how dance or house music, EDM house music. Like I'm a big Martha Wash fan, and Martha Wash has made a whole career off of the dance floor and i'm just like why have and house music in particular really is the only genre that's outside of gospel that still values older singing ass women and i'm just like why have folks not and i'm not talking about these little little edm like i'm talking like pulsating beats big belty robin, notes yes yes, yes. <laughs> like i don't understand <laughs> yes. they play
2: at raves they play at the, the club but see
0: people like cc Peniston, robin S. like they get they still release house records like once you have that audience they will love you forever cc Peniston can tour for the rest of her life off of one song alone finally you know what i'm saying like it's and I have I have literally sent this message to Maxine and Dawn. I'm like, you need to do house music. You need to do dance. And the, and the producers
1: music. would welcome that them with it. open arms because
0: they 100%. have a name.
2: Yep. One hundred percent.
1: Yep. Like I 100%. I went to a um I actually was in I went to Baltimore um I guess it was maybe two months ago um and it was a Ultra Nate show and um. Mesa was there and it was just like I was like wow like house it was just a house music moment and I was like wow the the voices that we respond to in house music are the voices that oftentimes get shoved to the side and I don't understand why women of who have been done wrong by the industry or who have been considered discarded by the industry or not valuable enough to sing in the industry or be mainstream or whatever don't just flock over to house music because it is so accessible. Ugh. Okay, so it's time, friends, for the listener letters. And we have quite a few because we got some folks who've been listening. Um, so the first one comes from Jay. So, um, wait, first and foremost, questions. If you have questions, comments, or anecdotes, please... Just as a reminder, email them to us at partofusevf at gmail.com and we will read them on an upcoming episode. Um, and the first email comes from Jay. Um, Jay says, Hey, y'all, I love the podcast. I'm a young EV fan, 23 years old. Oh, wow. And Welcome, Gen okay. Z.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: and my mom has raised me on the group ever since I can remember. I have a few topic, question, uh, topic questions that if you don't mind, First question is, what is your power ranking in the group when it comes to singing, uh, singing voice, dancing, overall live performances? Uh, Second question is, what's a song you wish in Vogue, um, you wish was in Vogue that might have been sung by another group or singer? I have a whole Apple playlist dedicated to it. Um, Oh, wow. Share it with us, Jay.
2: Share it with us. Um,
1: and And then Jay says, I love in Vogue and I love the podcast. Please keep it up. Uh, y'all take care and stay safe much love jay thank you jay so thank what you, is jay. your
0: power ranking in the room when it comes to singing voice dancing overalls so i guess what is the like who do you think is the best overall versus the least are we talking original four let's go or f- the total
1: six let's go like, let's we- do the total six. Oh gosh
2: <coughs> That's a that that actually is a very hard question because they all are leads.
0: Now, are we talking about in their prime or today in 2022? I think you just got
1: to go. Pri- with, you just got to go with your gut. I feel like go we're with- all gonna <laughs> yeah. go with different angles on it.
2: Okay, so I, I'll go. Okay, I'll go. Um, I I love a soprano, so Cindy would be at the top of my list. Um, I also love a woman who can sing low, so Maxie's going to be second. Um, Amanda is going to be third for me um, then I will give it uh, Terry Rona Dawn only and here and here, the reason I'm going to give back to her the reason why I say that is because I, I grew up in church and Dawn has one of those like crossover Diana Ross type of voices like Ooh, she can sing she Diana can sing Lord. She no no she she has like she has like a crossover uh, she has crossover appeal but I I love somebody who can do runs who can do give me the scale you okay. know and 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 Don doesn't Don doesn't Don is a power singer but I feel like the other ladies like they can give me like some gospel moments where I'm kind of like yes baby give me that minor okay. go to that C sharp like I feel like that and so I feel like Don doesn't give me that in a lot of her vocal performances mm-hmm. she can still sing. You know, even, like, when I listened to, like, a cover of Amanda singing freaking Whitney Houston, I was like, sis, you better hit every note. Um, so, yeah, and then and Rona surprises me with her live vocals. I'm like, baby, you can do that with your voice? Why are you singing that Rocket Bridge? Give her, give her the, the, the opening verse, baby. <laughs> but um, that's my power ranking. And a song that I wish that they would have sang, that another singer sang is... Long as I live by Tony Braxton.
0: Oh, um, okay. That is a song. Yeah.
2: It is. It's a. It's a song. That song be. That song be songing. Okay.
1: Um, I'm just gonna go with what I'm feeling in the moment. This might change tomorrow. Cindy, <sighs> Cindy, Dawn, Max, Terry, Rona, and, and Amanda. I think I'm just gonna go with that i don't i don't know why that's what my spirit is telling me right now i no shade to amanda because i think amanda um is an amazing singer and performer i always i actually enjoy a lot of what i what i saw of amanda on stage too but like it's just is she uh, laughs
2: because her membership yes, was the most short-lived? it's just the
1: sky it's just the it's just so in principle <laughs> um so yeah that's my that's my power ranking and then um I really have no idea. I'm really curious to hear this playlist because I've never thought about this question around, like, what do I wish another singer had that In Vogue got to do? But on t- just freestyling it, um, I really think that they could have done something really wonderful with That's the Way Love Goes by Janet Jackson.
0: Oh, yeah. That puts That's me in the great. frame of Runaway Love. Yeah. Which is yeah. one of my favorite In Vogue <laughs> songs. Underrated... We have not given love to that song.
2: That is a song.
1: song.
2: I love the video. I love the vibe. I I love. I I love Max talking sexy. Yeah, I, I wish I they have. had
1: more of the. You know, we love and we've talked about this a lot. We love the like in your face big moments, but mm-hmm. I love when they take a step back and they're like kind of yes. cool yeah. with it. And, well, yeah,
0: on. you know what's so crazy though, Josh. You said that's the way love goes, and um, Runaway Love because they both utilize like the base, the dum 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 You know, they both yep. utilize that and that's, like in that song that is very interesting that that But think about silent.
1: the pre-chorus the like to the pre-chorus to like that's the way it look. like the ooh like they would have they mm-hmm. would have that would have been really that yeah, been so good i
2: can see that maybe they should put that as a cover on one of on one of their shows like i'm here in for on show. that live
1: album yes. that you want
0: <laughs> um info power ranking for me i really honestly that is crazy like as far as dancing, no one stands out more than the other in terms of dancing for me, per se. But the only difference there is, like, attitude and sass and that whole kind of, like, you know, that delivery. And so if I'm thinking back to there, I would have to give it to Don as number one. I would have to give it to Maxine for number two. I would have to give it to Terry for three, Um, Cindy for four, um, Rona for 5 Amanda for 6 Um, what song I would have to say the only song that came to mind was Brownstone If You Love Me because oh, when you think about yes. you know female groups and songs that at this point in time that are like people refer to as classic records and stuff that's like brought up you know regularly. Yes. Um, I think Brownstone, If You Love Me, I mean, they gave you Mississippi Mass Choir. Um, yeah. But right. they gave yeah. you Sultry. Um, shout out to Maxie. Me, she rest in peace. I love an alto voice and her voice was so beautiful to me. Um So I would have loved to hear, I would love to hear what a group like in Vogue and they always sounded very sweet and angelic. I would love to hear what they sounded with that kind of funky urban R&B beat, I think that would have been really
1: interesting. Oh, what about like Jade? Like Jade, Don't Walk Away would have been really interesting too. Thanks, Jay. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Jay. (laughs) Our next email comes from I'm going to try my best to say this. Our next email comes from uh, Romello Estrada. Um, and this is in regards to our uh, favorite live performances episode, which I believe, um, is two parts. So it's two different episodes because we talked a whole lot. Um, yes, that did. episode. Um, sorry. And he says, um, uh, or they say, uh, greetings, Invoke craze. My name is Romello Estrada and I've been a fan of Invoke for a while now. And, uh, they just wanted to drop their la- they favorite live performances, which well, I'm, to not about- I'm not against it. Favorite live performances include... 2002's Free Your Mind and My Lovin' at the Budweiser Superfest in Amsterdam. 2003's Free Your Mind and Sad But True at the Night of the Proms. Um, 2004, Free Your Mind with Kelly Clarkson at the Lifetime Women of Rock uh, 04. 2008, Glamorous with Natalia in Belgium. Um, And then My Lovin' You're Never Gonna Get It and Free Your Mind at the on uh, Belgium TV in 2002, and then 2003's "Don't Let Go" at the Night of the Proms 03 and then um, 2013's "I Love You More." There's a lot of European love here.
0: 2003, "I Love You More." What is this? We're gonna. I'm I, don't, gonna uh, I don't know what that is. I mean, it's from. Um, I know that song is from Masterpiece Theater, but I've never seen this
1: performance. Yeah, I yeah, it was on tour. They were clearly. I think. Oh, it was when they did. They did this with the San Diego Symphony. <laughs> Oh, nice. Um, okay. Which I can imagine is beautiful. So, yes. Thank you for dropping your fave performances. And yeah, thank, thank you, you, for, listening. And, you um, for listening. Thank you, Romello. We appreciate you for listening. It's very clear Romello likes a particular kind, like type of lineup yes. and performance.
2: Yes. <laughs> that was <laughs> what my song like. was about. Which I'm not against yeah Romello where, where are you from because it's, it, this is a lot of like international
0: um,
1: but like also like the yeah. lineup I feel like the consistent lineup at least through most of these is the max Terry Rona
0: I mean well that is that that is the top three I mean that is, so <laughs> that is the I'm, not, I'm
1: me. not mad at it I'm not mad at it yeah so we have is,
0: we have hmm. we have two more listener letters
2: um Before we get there, I do want to tell all the listeners like, when we drop these episodes on YouTube or Instagram, please feel free to like, comment and interact with us. Like, we would love to talk to you guys, you know. So like, you know, even on the Facebook page, like, please, like, we would love to like, gag with other fans, you know. So, thank you for listening, but like, you know, if you are a person who likes to to, to to be a keyboard warrior like me, you know, let's let's talk, you know.
0: And we 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 all usually respond in the Instagram we do, like we normally you know? comment. So, you know, hit us up, you know. Exactly.
2: Just and shout be, out just to Matthew with... if
0: you coming strong, yeah. we coming back, but go ahead. Right. And <laughs> shout, out, and
2: shout out to shout out to our producer Matthew because he edits the the episodes superbly, so shout out to him because it makes the listening journey that much more enjoyable. Yes. Next letter comes from from Amanda from Manchester, United Kingdom. Um, Hello. I really enjoyed the first episode. You're all very entertaining and you really seem to know your Invo history. You're also very knowledgeable about music in general. Keep up the great work. I have to chime in and agree with Jonathan. Raphael, Raphael Sadiq's contribution to Electric Cafe was disappointing. I'm good isn't terrible by any means but it's not up to his standards. I was so excited when I learned that he produced a song for In Vogue and I was so disappointed when I finally heard it. Again, it's not terrible. It's just not as good as it could and should have been. It sounds like an unused track that he had sitting around, (laughs) a leftover that didn't make it onto any of the albums that he produced for other artists. He was like, yeah, here you go. You can have this in Vogue. (laughs) That said... Would I like En Vogue to work with Raphael again? Absolutely. He's a great producer and we shouldn't hold this one mediocre contribution to En Vogue's discography against him. The vocals on I'm Good are good at least. En Vogue should definitely work with him again, but have him contribute more than just one song to their album. Thank you, Amanda, for your for your uh, letter, and I agree with you, one hundred percent. Hey, Amanda, girl, i
0: <laughs> um, thank you for uh, you know understanding where I'm coming from, because uh, that is just amazing to me that how it was so bad. Like, hey, why is that a song? I th- I felt like you know maybe he was like, Dawn, girl, don't worry about it. I'm gonna give him some trash. So, I'm not gonna oh! give him the good stuff I'm not gonna give him the good is stuff this, don't worry is this about when, it. Is it is this when he and uh, the kind of made him in. you know <laughs> cause that is just not yeah. up to par for me so the consensus is yes Raphael we love him he's talented I mean his last album had a song that I know it's on my playlist from 2019 but um we need a little bit more work on that, Raphael. So we appreciate your contributions. Uh, <laughs> our last letters from Nicole. And she says, Denny and Tommy did such a great job putting Invoke together. Imagine if they had created a second girl group after the, after the initial success of Born to Sing. They could have produced this group at the same time as In Vogue. I think that could have been fun for the fans because In Vogue would have their fans and this other group would have their fans and we could have debated about which group was better. And Tommy and Denny could have produced a track for both groups to collaborate on. What do you think? I don't think that's how things work. I don't think that would have worked out well. Um, I think that would have been that would have been mess, and um, yeah, I don't think that would have been a good thing.
1: I I think like it could have been more interesting if they if they had done like a not a not a companion group but a male group. I think a male like, group would have yeah. been great. Yes, but not another female group. And they could have done some like duet situations. Mm-hmm. You know, the early '90s in particular, we loved a good like ballad Mm -hmm. like it could have been really interesting (laughs) yeah with the male and female voice like that could have been really interesting so maybe that
0: but I I ain't never gonna say
1: no to a girl group
0: I have always felt like boys and men in in Vogue were like they could have been like brother and sister groups like when I I think about boys and men like they're their run and when I think about invokes run, I think they're very similar. So when people are like, Well, who should invoke battle in the verses? I think it should be Voiceman versus invoke personally. I agree. Because to me, they are just very much very they're very similar. They are very much like they have a similar run. Um so I would have loved a male group from Diddy and they and both were the blueprints.
2: They both yeah. were the blueprints for their lane. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They both had 100%. the crossover
0: success the, and the R and B success. And
2: I mean, I I agree to with you, Nicole, to an extent. Like, I'm not a fan of like putting groups against each other, like saying, uh, who's better and who's you know." I it, it's a, it's a very fine line, but I would have loved to. It, it would be interesting to see like what Tommy and Diddy like. A different type of sound for a girl group that would have been interesting to, to to see. So,
0: yeah, thank you for your letter. I was always under the impression. Like, I I later came to find out that was it wasn't true. But was I the only person who thought that Tommy or Denny had produced um Divine that girl group?
1: No, I didn't know that. A ring I, of I a never I never thought about that. You <laughs>
0: Lately, know who the group is. You know who I'm talking about? They yeah. had the song Lately.
1: Oh lay, yes. lay, Yeah, about I, like, I always remember
0: hearing that that was their group, but it was like when I've looked it up, it wasn't. But I first, I just remember that being like in the atmosphere that that was their group. But
1: who was the group that Mariah signed? Allure. Oh, never mind. Okay, that's right. That's right. Thank you for your letter. Well, thank you for the letter, y'all. And
0: uh, that concludes the show for this week. We uh, appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, YouTube, and all that jazz. And remember, um, please email us any invoked footage you may have, and we can host it on our YouTube channel so we can make sure that we share those memories with everyone.
1: And for more Invo content, please check us out on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at InvoCraze. Also on Twitter, you can find us at part of us fancast. Um, comments and questions can be sent to partofusevf at gmail.com. Uh, shout out to the co-hosts on today. Matan, we miss you. Um, and you know, uh let, let the folks know where you where they can find you on the internet.
0: You can find me uh, being a mess at Everybody Loves JP on Twitter. There's E V E R Y B D Y loves JP.
2: Don't follow JP on Twitter because when you say you like something, he gonna come in your comments talk about <laughs> you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come and say, Well, I didn't like it. And I'm like, Shut up, JP. <laughs> no, um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at It's Champ Johnson. I'm always ranting about reality TV, movies, music, you know, so, you know, we can have a conversation about that. Um, yeah. Oh, and on TikTok, I'm Champ Johnson too.
1: Come on, TikTok. Um, And I am on um, Instagram and Twitter at Josh Jinks, J-O-S-H-J-E-N-K-S. And until next time, friends, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Be safe and we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.
0: This episode of Part of Us at InVoke FanCast was researched, written, produced, and edited by Matthew at Culture Inject Productions. The intro and outro music was produced by Wolves and Vincent Tone. We're more than just a podcast. We're a fan community. You can keep up to date on InVoke and chat with other fans by visiting InVoke Craze on Facebook. You can also follow us on YouTube and Instagram at InVoke Craze and Twitter at Part of Us FanCast. Part of Us and InVoke FanCast is not endorsed by a Vogue, E1 Music, or Invoke Records, and is intended for entertainment and educational purposes only. Invoke and its names, images, and audio clips
3: are registered trademarks and or copyrights of the respective copyright holders.